Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. Caleb's away. I'm Colin. And I'm Notch. This week, Minnesota United go down to the Red Bulls. MLS has a weakened slate of games thanks to international friendlies that we also talk about. And we give you a quick wrap-up of USL and NWSL. Caleb is in Mexico this week. And... I was thinking we could just trash talk him all the next hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, all that we're going to do is be like, actually, you know what? I can't really think of anything for him, though. Oh, really? Really? I could slag him off for an entire 60 minutes. But then after that, I wouldn't be able to think of anything. I think for both of us, I could think of at least like two hours. For him, it's only one hour. But he doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. You, you, we've established that you and I, we go back and we listen to our Oh, every episode. single second of them. Right. Except that he, uh, we know that he doesn't. But his dad does. So maybe if we slagged him off, his dad would be like, hey, Caleb, you know what Colin the Nut said. And, and so I, I think we'd get into trouble nonetheless. Yeah, I still got nothing. He's a good <sighs> dude. I'm sorry. Well, you are pure of heart, Colin. I am not. But uh, like I said, you know, I mean, I don't disagree. I'm just saying I can slag off anybody. Like Mahatma Gandhi, I can find some shit to say. Nelson Mandela, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, Mother Teresa, the Pope, everybody. You know, you mention anyone, I'll say something bad about them. And, and you know, for an hour. Donald Trump. Yeah, okay, that, that's not an hour. But you see what I did there? Though? I yeah. compared Caleb to Mandela, Tutu, Mother Teresa, the Pope, and a bunch of other people. That was... I think you might appreciate that. Maybe just for that, he should be made to listen to this episode that the two of us are recording together. Yeah, probably. Um, gotta be honest, though. I mean, he's a great dude, but a lot of the, the Mandela comparisons kind of stopped. Like, Mandela was like in prison longer than Caleb's been alive, right? So you're saying he's still got time. Oh to yeah. Find yeah. his way into prison. Yeah, yeah, he he still absolutely has time to become a hardened criminal. By the way, did you hear this week that Nelson Mandela's golden hand cast, like apparently he had his hand cast in gold, was sold for ten million dollars in Bitcoin? How much how much do you think a cast of Caleb's hand in gold would sell for? How many Bitcoin? Um maybe it'd sell for like Dog coin. Uh, the correct pronunciation is Doge coin. No. Yes, it is. I. I Why is there the I, e? That that's like saying meme instead of meme. No, the meme is Doge meme instead of dog. Oh God! I we're gonna have a fight now. This is what's going to happen. So we better just move on to the soccer where we can have fights that matter that our listeners come here for. But before we do that, before we do that, I do want to draw your attention to the fact that so far, if you if you go to iTunes and you look for a podcast called We Call It Soccer hyphen a podcast by two United fans, you will find a podcast with 33 ratings. Ooh, That puts us just 17 short of the amount required to invite one Jeffrey Ruder, formerly the co-host of a podcast named Toughcast, that was then renamed to We Call It Soccer. Just enough, 17 short enough to invite that guy back to guest host this pod with us. By um, the way, you do say invite. Like, you're hedging your bets on this, right? 
I, I think so. I think he'll come back. I mean, who, yeah. who, who, who has had the privilege to sit in front of these microphones does not want to return. Oh, of I course, ask of course, you, sir. Um, uh, yeah. So, 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 and we should have had stretch goals though. Like, you know, we could have had like seventy-five, then we invite Kyle Schlintz back. A hundred, then Kyle Lyson comes back. Uh, Jerry Tiason is like a thousand ratings. Uh, you know. He comes back. I think it's probably going to take a thousand to get Jerry back. Uh, or ten thousand, but you know, I, yeah, uh, I I miss that man so much. Me too. I only met him once. Well, like for extended periods of time, but I I would really like him to come back. But we'll see. Anyway, time to move on. Speaking of Jerry, to soccer and to a segment that we call Loon Monitoring. In the Loon Monitoring segment, we talk about Minnesota United FC our loons who traveled eastward. They went east, young man. Uh, and uh, lost three nil. Yeah. Um, that speaking of Jerry segue. Um, unfortunately, not speaking of Jerry because he was among the. Was it five people that were out of the usual starting eleven? Well, the entire back line. Yeah, entire well. back line. Gallo, Boxall, Schuler, all gone for international duty to Costa Rica, New Zealand, and Finland, respectively. And then we had Mears and Tiason who were hurt. Uh, Dunlady returning from injury. Christian still not probably seeming like he's 100%. Or at least he, he seems slow to me. Yeah, a little bit. Um, the service definitely wasn't good. Um, a lot of that really just came down to the fact that Red Bulls pressed for every single ball. And this is a team that's been playing in the CONCACAF Champions League, played Really well up to this point and then showed no slackening in their form. Kaku Gamara, though, he of uh, the name I like to say in full, but because they beat us, I won't. I won't give him that respect. Right. Uh, but he was hurt, and so yes. he did not feature in this game. BWP, though, coming back in. <sighs> that man had a fantastic game. Like, two goals, probably could have had three more. I would say at least one that w- looked like just just a gift, uh, like gift wrapped goal, where a cross made it to him. This was after his first goal, before the second. Uh, a cross made it to him through our entire defense, and he managed to point blank range hit the bar. So I guess he's not worth anything as a player. He's just trash. Oh yeah, clearly yeah, just, they should they should get rid of him, give him to us. Like he's not worth anything. So uh, BWP did though. Get the second goal for Red Bulls. The first one coming for Alex Mule, who scored against us. Finding Lampson out of positions. He shoots the ball, a ground shot from the corner of the box. Kind of a, a, a long diagonal shot. Lampson cannot reach it. Should have probably been a little bit more central in his positioning to the goal, Lampson. Yeah, I mean, I think some of the issue was that he was kind of hoping, expecting that Mark Birch would have been actually switching in um emil basically broke ibsen's ankles and when birch came in to cover the spot that he's supposed to as the left back in the box um it 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 was really loose marking just comedy of errors for that and then lamson was caught out I'm going to come back to this mark birch last year coming in and revitalizing the loons this year though a liability. Oof. Yeah. In this um, game, at least. I, I don't know if it's match fitness. I don't know if it's rust, but he was 
poor. True. BWP getting the second goal. Uh, Sean Davis sending in a fantastic ball, beautiful, just long ball to Parker, who heads it to BWP, who slots into the goal. The second goal was against Alex Mule, sending an even better cross, curves the ball from midfield around Wyatt Omsberg. Who probably should have been a little bit better for it, I'm just saying. He, yeah, I, I, well... I don't blame him that much, but... He, he, he was he, he could have stuck his leg out a little bit more. True, but Wyatt Omsberg had spent the you know preceding 20, 20, yeah, like twenty one years of his life building furniture with his feet to sell at Amish stores. So this is true. So, this is true. And he also spent the prior seventy six minutes marking BWP. Exactly, and then then he you know wore his all black suit and his big hat and walked away. Wyatt Omsberg, everybody, Amish Dutch, Minnesota United defender. Um, he he, I think he he could have maybe done something, but that was a beautiful ball. It was a fantastic ball, and it was an equally fantastic shot by Wright Phillips. Like, it, I sh- I'm so on the fence as to whether or not I should be mad about this game. Okay, one one thing before we go into that, Royer Daniel Royer, he of last year's beautiful goals. Yes. Um. Almost had one of his own that was disallowed. Uh, he put it in the back and that was, was pulled back. But yeah. anyway, th- this Fell game the could box, have yeah. been a lot worse for us. I'm going to make a case that this game wasn't so bad. And y- you can disagree with me. God knows enough people on Reddit and Twitter do. But I'm going to make a case that this was actually a far better result than most Minnesota United's fans reaction suggests and that's because we've got conditioned through 2017 we were conditioned whenever we don't put a goal in and we get multiple goals beyond two scored we are trash we are terrible it's kind of like a trigger you know it's, it's almost like ptsd that when we see that that number creep above two and our says at zero things we, we just think oh god we're horrible but, but think about the circumstances you said before five players out including our entire back line, two of right. our best players gone. And you're looking at a team like Red Bulls coming in with a very strong, stronger squad than us, playing at home. We are playing away in a league where home and away form our big deals. Yes. And we were giving also, I mean, in addition to that, we had debuts for two guys. Two starters. Yeah, two, two starters who are drafted this year yeah and uh, mr pangup france pangup who is a brand new signing to anywhere that isn't cameroon right so to me the fact that we didn't get clobbered is a good thing um i thought i saw some very crisp passing particularly in the midfield i thought the final third was lacking we can talk about christian ramirez and whether we think he will start on saturday again in a second um i thought also there were some silly mistakes in the defense uh, we've talked about a couple already, but right. but I thought I saw a team with chemistry. Last year when we had three, four, five goals scored against us, it was our best 11 available on the pitch. They looked like a bunch of guys who'd never played together, which at that time they hadn't. Right. So to me, this was something where it was a loss. It was disappointing, but it wasn't kind of catastrophic failure in action. I thought it was just the circumstances giving us what we deserved at the time. I'm going to give the flip side of that in probably a more measured way than you would expect. 
as much as we want to say that this was entirely New York Red Bulls having a deeper squad playing at home against a, a team that didn't show that well for its depth. You know, all of those things are true. And the fact that it wasn't as bad does give me the reason for pause. I will say that what Minnesota did against New York, especially in the final third, showed just a, a complete lack of knowledge about how to play against a press. The game that we saw against Chicago, where they were assured on the ball, they were confident going forward, they were able to you know take a whole lot of chances and get a few of them right. That's not the sort of game that you can play against New York. And from listening to like Carter Manley's comments after the game um, got printed in the media where he basically said, yeah, you know, we, we were doing what we were told to do. We were doing what was spelled out for us. The entire time I was thinking to myself, how do you expect to get this to work when you're trying too difficult of passes against a team that is battling you off the ball every single time. You know, at some point, you do have to become more conservative. You need to try to hold the ball, make short passes rather than killer throughs. You needed to do something with your plan A instead of just tossing it out to plan B at the end, where they went with Dunlady, Toy, and Pangop. I thought that the inability of the quote-unquote A-team offensively to get anything going and then be able to figure something different out to try and maneuver their way through, that was quite disappointing. I think the the big question now going forward into the Atlanta game becomes who do we play up front? Because we were anemic in the final third. And, Absolutely. Um very quickly, I thought Ibsen was great again, but let's move yeah, on. Yeah, he, he was, and, and when uh, Ibsen is our best player, that's usually a sign of don't go there. other issues. Don't go there. But... <laughs> I will. I love that man so much. But anyway, I, I do Ramirez, too. I do too. Ramirez looked like he wasn't able to break past the defense. A ball would come in, and he would always get beat to it, or he would get beaten out of the ball. He was never able to really just show his creativity. And either that's a talent gap, which I'm, I think is less the issue probably than just the fact that there's something inhibiting his pace, which to me might still be some ankle issues. I don't know. The guy's been doing, again, his social media thing of retweeting people and liking things that he really shouldn't be suggesting yeah. he should go, suggesting he's crap, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I don't understand. But I know one thing. I don't think he's the one we should be putting in the starting position this Saturday. I think that's fair. I think that he does need at least a game out of the starting lineup, probably just to you know be able to look at the game from the bench, kind of see where he would be playing into how the defense is playing. And then, you know, maybe get 20 minutes near the end of the game where either you put the confidence in him to, 
you know, claw something back if we're behind or, you know, say you need to be the something different for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that would probably be best for him. Um, I know as much of a confidence guy as he is, he probably does need to get rattled a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think something like that would work. The question is, do you throw in Mason Toy for a, a full 90 or at least plan for a full 90 and then see how it goes? Do you put Abu Dunladi in there? Because Dunladi uh, yeah. didn't look sharp in I don't think so against either. New York. I would actually... Maybe this is me just not having the weight of this team on my shoulder saying this, but I think Mason Thaw is the guy I would go with. The guy has shown himself to be kind of a little bit of a firecracker. He might be a Dunlady type where he's raw as hell. I don't know, but... I feel like I would just give him a shot because Dunlady's still coming off an injury. Ramirez needs a rest. Put Toy on. See what happens. If he isn't able to do the the, the job, put Dunlady in. You know he's there. But I think Toy has done enough to me to at least warrant a look. Um, Now, speaking of which, I want to just say a word about Manly and Omsberg. I thought both of them had no business being as good as they were. Now, right, yeah. I'm not saying that they were fantastic by any means, but they were they were depth players, which is more than you can expect for guys coming in from the draft. I thought these these guys like wouldn't be anywhere near the pitch. They were okay. If I had to give them 10 minutes towards the end of a game, I'd be happy, which is much more than I can say for a lot of guys from the draft. It's much more than I would say for quite a few guys in Minnesota's lineup that have been in the league for much yeah. longer. Dunlady and Cabo have got their permanent resident visas called the green card, and Ooh. they no longer count as internationals. You take back what you said about in their Minnesota United international immigration law, I think, at this point, a few episodes ago, where I was like, that's not fair. And then, you know, we don't know that. And. Uh, so I, th- I think, you know, the fact that they've got a bunch of their players' green cards and got two more coming down the line, probably, according to Greeter, is is good news. It still took them a really fucking long time to get Franz Pangop a work visa. <laughs> I'm just... Okay. As, as okay. successful as they have been in getting green cards, that took a while. Calvo has extended his deal to 2020. The way I put it is that best-case scenario... He stays till then, but worst case scenario, which I think is more likely, is that he shines during the World Cup and gets snatched up by somebody and we get a transfer fee because of this deal. With that, let's now move into a segment we call the Major Listing Service, where we talk about Major League Soccer and all the games that we played, which was an abbreviated lineup of games this last Saturday because of the international break. Who do we got first? Um, Well... even before that, um, very, very <laughs> consequential big news, everyone. Oh, yeah, I was going to get to that at the end. Ugh. No, we need to talk about it right away. Okay. It's the biggest news of the week. Yeah. Juventus is going to be the opponent in the MLS All-Star game. Yeah, which MLS, or I don't know if it's MLS, somebody had, I think it might have actually been Goal or ESPN or somebody, put Buffon in the image advertising. It was like, he's going to be retired, y'all. Yeah. Speaking of retired players, um, someone who should have hung up his boots a while back is Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who has now you been take those words back. Who has now been confirmed to be playing for the home of players that should have retired a long time ago, the LA Galaxy. Um, Although I will say this, I've been looking out for it. They haven't traded for an international slot to play him. 
Ah, okay. So what's going to happen? I mean, they're they're going to do it. I, I'm just so so. Gio, Gio to... is going to just show up into the locker room one day, and his his uh, locker room's just going to read Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He's like, "Hey guys, what happened?" And he's like, "Get out! Don't show your face in here again, Gio. Get the fuck out of here." Gio dos Santos, more like Gio adios Santos. <laughs> Heyo. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens with Zlatan because he was bought with Tam. By the way, three million dollars for two years for Zlatan, no brainer. Like you do it. In fact, I'm wondering why we didn't do that shit. <laughs> um, because along with a good immigration lawyer, we also don't have a good money laundering lawyer. Because we also probably don't have a good uh, grass field, which. Yeah, so, sorry, that, y'all. That, that too. <laughs> if you're in uh, New England, Atlanta, Minnesota, uh, Portland, uh, who else? Seattle. Seattle. And you're excited to see, among others, and excited to see Zlatan play. I got bad news for you. He's probably not going to come. With a bad knee, Turf is probably like kryptonite to Superman, except worse. So... Also, has anyone told Zlatan yet that he's not going to be able to take charter flights and he's going to be flying coach? I mean, I I slid this into a couple of Jeff Reuter's tweets, but imagine somebody giving Zlatan advanced screening. Right? I would advanced screen the shit out of Zlatan. What would you... It's not profiling if you want to see the rest of his profile. If, I'm if, just saying. If Zlatan turned turned to you and was like, listen, we could work together and get $1 off all of our swipes for cable. Because, you know, when you get that, that the, the direct TV in front of you, if yeah. you use the same card on three screens, you can get a buck off. Would you do it? Like, would you let Zlatan swipe your card? Would you? Would he even pay you back? I think Zlatan would stiff you. Like, if he, if he oh, got he your Oh, he would totally cable. stiff you. And yet I would be able to say I got stiffed by Zlatan. Well, that sounds a lot, lot like more pornographic than you know. Like I feel like you'd be on sixty minutes, being like, "That's and the then joke." There was a there was a magazine, and then I was like, you know, uh, you've been a bad boy. Give me that magazine, Zlatan. I'm gonna go to the restroom and come out of the restroom, and then Zlatan dropped his pants. So I like smacked him a bunch, and then we talked as equals. Fake news never happened. I will tell you, Zlatan doesn't sleep with anybody except Zlatan. Himself, and since cloning hasn't been inv- invented, Zlatan reproduces by a cellular. Uh, I don't even know what the scientific term is, but a lot of people do. Also, he uses a condom. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to games, uh, New England <laughs> with a 2 2 draw against New York City FC. Um, Lee a, lot, Wynn, a lot of protection yeah. in this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Lee Wynn was not in the 18, neither was Cody Cropper. Um, and for New York City, the list was even uh, longer. David Villa out, um, Alexander Ring, I think he was out instead of just on international duty. Uh, Rodney Wallace, international, Ronald Matarita also out. Yeah, New York coming to this game with a lot of injuries slash call-ups and uh, still managing to get the tie late on. Um, Kind of weird to see a team get pressed as heavily as New York City did. 
and yet still have 71% of possession on the road. I have a feeling that's more an indictment of New England than anything else, but um, Ismail Tajiri um, got a brace for the citizens. Uh, Diego Fagundes got one goal, probably should have had another. Um, New England had a lot of opportunities to really just put this away in the first half. They didn't, and a tie was the result. Uh, Speaking of ties, Dallas tied Portland 1-1. Liam Ridgewell controversially kept out in favor of Bill Tuluma. And it worked! Along with, like, having three defensive midfielders, but something worked for Gio Savarisi finally. Um, Roland Lamar... Excellent work to split the defenders. I, I think he got it through three, is what I counted on his way in for the opener. Uh, Seb Blanco scores from the corner of the box in the second half pretty early on. And then everybody's good friend, uh, Leapin' Larry Olam, got a second yellow for a handball with 15 minutes left. Columbus getting the lone victory from this weekend, other than, of course, Red Bulls, but we don't talk about that. La, la, la. Yeah. Columbus managing to beat DC United 3-1. Giassi Zardes does not get a goal in this game. Close. He was always, like, in front of the goal. Yeah. Like, he was always, like, running through the middle right there. Like, guys, I'm ready. Pass it to me. And then the cross would go behind him. Yeah. To the guy behind Zardes, and that guy would score. Yeah. So, that was, I mean, that was Giassi's game. Yeah. And and, uh, and it was effective. It it definitely caused a lot of DC center backs to whiff on plays that led to goals. Right, right. He was just the um, the red herring. That's what Giassi Zardes was. Um, unfortunately, Mapfre Stadium looking pretty empty in this game. Not the only MLS stadium that was empty. But however, still in this situation with all the Save the Crew stuff happening, not a good look. Uh, a lot of Columbus fans online arguing that it's very complicated right now. Do you want to, as a, Colum- a fan in Columbus, with as much bad press as the crew is getting, as much pre-card is getting, do you want to give them your money? Do you want to commit to this experience knowing that it might not be here next year? And, and it, it's, it's a lot of very complicated feelings, whether you're a casual fan or whether you're a more committed fan. All I can say is from the video, the Nordic and the supporter section seemed pretty full. It was the casual fans who weren't there, which makes sense to me. Those are the ones who would flee first, the casual fans. So yeah. I, I, don't, I, I think that MLS is lying to itself. And it is lying to everyone else if it points to this attendance and says, see, see, we, we had to leave. Uh, we, 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 we couldn't do anything else. Uh, it, is, it, is a, it would be a mistake. I think you look at the lack of marketing that uh, PSV has been doing. They're not trying to keep those fans coming into the games. It, it almost does seem as though they're looking to depressed attendances as an excuse to right. leave. And when the team isn't actually doing any of the work required to get people into the stands, obviously that's going to happen. And the entire save the crew, possibly not working stuff. That is a magnifying effect for it. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's a fluster cock as I put it. So I, I would, Hope for the best for Columbus, um, despite this. Hopefully someone in the league office somewhere has some common sense and just 
I don't even know what just makes it happen. Anyway, let's move on now to Rapids versus SKC. The Rapids home opener. Highly hyped. It looked like if you were a Rapids fan, your dreams had come through. You had forgotten Stan Kroenke exists. Literally, Hitler had stopped existing about eight minutes in this game. Because, first of all, fifth minute, Dominic Baji gets the opener. Baji, Baji, Baji! Oh, I'll never forget. And then you also had Joe Mason in the eighth minute, scored a second. And if you're a Rapids fan at this point, you're thinking, uh, five. I think five. That's how many we're going to I get. think it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And then um, Colorado's defense turned into Colorado's defense. Lads, it's the Rapids, I think, is the, is the way you put it. This is like big game mentality to me. Eight minutes. Can you imagine... Most teams in MLS being two down in eight minutes in and coming back and getting a last minute. Like, uh, 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 I think it was 93rd minute. It was five minutes of stoppage time in the 93rd minute. SKC gets the the equalizer. The amount of fight required to keep pushing until that point. That is big game mentality right there. And SKC has it. On the flip side, go read Bobby Warshaw's article on MLSsoccer.com as to what in the hell is wrong with SKC's defense this year. Sure. It's actually a really good article. I highly recommend it. Vancouver getting a thrilling nil-nil draw against the Zla Galaxy, as they're now calling it. They really could have used Latan there because they only dressed 17 players two of whom were goalkeepers on the bench. <laughs> yep, six substitutes, two goalkeepers. Uh, I was unhappy to see that they didn't need to get into the game. I, for one, would love to see them just, like, sub out one of the attackers and then just just put Justin Von Stieg back there. Like, he doesn't need to even use his hands. He could just, like, flop around like a trout or something and block balls. In uh, big-name signings in MLS, first of all, we did not mention in the loon monitoring segment that Darwin Quintero is rumored to be arriving in Minnesota tomorrow, the day after we record, and probably before you listen to this podcast. So the scientist of the goal, El Scientifico del Goal? I don't know. Anyway, he's going to be here. And uh, we've... Flip on your Uber light at about... Oh, wait, no, it's Lyft that does the lights, right? Uh, Yeah, sure. I, I'm usually too drunk to see the lights when oh, okay. they pull up. Anywho. There were four lights. No, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 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 Darwin Quintero is going to be here. And then LAFC has signed a third designated player, Andrea Horta, from SL Benefica. So look forward to watching him play. Now, with that, it's time for us to go into our first break. We shall return with part two, the only second part of the show. And then we'll talk about soccer from the rest of the soccer pyramid and much, much more. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Caleb is out in Mexico. Colin and I are right here. Although we're drinking nothing Mexican. I'm still drinking my beers from St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I'm drinking water at the moment. So, um, is there anything we're doing right now that we could compare to something Caleb's doing? Sitting down. He's probably sitting down at the moment. 
It's yeah. probably evening time there. He's probably sitting at a beach though, and we're sitting in my living room. So, uh, I mean, jokes on you, Caleb. You're probably getting bit by mosquitoes while we're comfortable. I mean, I'm also not wearing a shirt or pants. That's probably what he's doing. Hey, that was our secret. Sorry, Caleb. You're missing out, bro. And, and hey, what's this magazine with Colin's face doing in my hands? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, let's... Ah! <laughs> Let's move into a segment that we got The Pyramid Scheme Where we make like Egyptians And cover news from the rest of the US Soccer Pyramid First up uh, Because there's nothing else to talk about in this episode USL Review What uh, happened in the USL column? Um, a screamer by Solomon Asante In Phoenix Rising's 4-1 win Over um, Oklahoma City Go watch that It it was a beauty uh, Tempe Rowdies 1-2-0 Probably should have been three nil had it not been for an assistant referee. They they won two nil over over Uh, the Black Entertainment Network BET. No Bethlehem Steel. Aha. Okay. I I was gonna do like BSFC, but I knew that you definitely wouldn't. BSFC sounds pretty great. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shout out to uh, all of the five fans of Bethlehem Steel. I mean, it's it's the Philly Union's B team. For I crying feel like out loud. Bethlehem Steel should play in like a graveyard where like the fans from the 30s that used to watch them in their heyday would like come alive and there are like ghosts and it's like half a Quidditch match. I don't know, something like that. That that's what that's what Bethlehem Steel game should be. I'm just glad that you're tossing in the Harry Potter now. It's great. Um, Indy 11 get their first goal and first victory in their USL life, uh, beating the Richmond Kickers. Jack McInerney getting that goal, I believe. And Indeed. I just want to say, like, it wouldn't be such like a typical Indiana slash lower leagues thing for it to be like, anytime, listen, Indianapolis, come to the game because anytime Jack Mac scores, Big Mac's at McDonald's. Are two dollars off, and like you know, this should this should be some like Indianapolis McDonald's franchises like Jack Mac, Big Mac deal. That would be a very Midwestern thing. I feel like. I think it would be even better if he was playing in like Fresno or Orange County, and it was Jack in the Box that was giving uh, like penny tacos or something. Or is isn't Burger King in Australia called Hungry Jacks? So it's like Jack Macs, Hungry Jacks, Big Mac. Deal, or something like that. Like it's, it's, that's way too much synergy for my mind. I'm sorry. It is. All right. What what happened the last game we were talking about? Nashville did something. Yeah. Uh, nil nil draw against Pittsburgh, but eighteen thousand nine hundred twenty two for their first ever home attendance. It's too bad that Matt Pickens was their best player on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and WSL review not counting a courage beating the Thorns one nil. Shocker, a solid defensive performance by North Carolina yet again. Um, Although bear in mind that the most damaged by call-ups and injuries team in North America is the Portland Thorns at this moment. The Seattle Reign beating the Washington Spirit 2-1 with Megan Rapino pulling out some heroics. Oh my god. God, that it, direct free kick, curler, galazzo. It's all over Twitter. Go go watch it. We it talk, it's, more, it's more than worth your time. We had talked last week about how Christian Press um, was probably going to be transferring from Houston somewhere else and has ended up in IFK Gothenburg 
the team also known for another former U.S. national team player, Mick Maximilian. I don't know if it's actually his name, but Mick Diskarud is over there as well. So he's probably chilling with him right now, talking about how shitty it is when teams do things transfer-wise that's all weird and you don't want to end up in limbo for a little while. You know, I'm actually pretty sure that Mixed Discrude, like, came out ahead by shitty transfer limbo. Ah, okay. Like, whereas Christian yeah. Press was kind of screwed by it. Basically, yes. Yeah, okay. So go 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 read about that if you want some drama llama. Uh, in, in the next segment, we need to talk about the teams that these two players played for the U.S. national team. So let's now move into a segment we call The Sewer, where we talk about our national turtles, the ninja turtles, and the ninja teams, the national teams, specifically the men playing Paraguay right before we recorded this podcast and coming out with a 1-0 win, go, go, USA, with a Bobby Wood penalty, probably the most out-of-form player on the pitch. Very much so. Um it, it was a game that happened. But hey, I'm, listen, I'm listen, sorry. listen, listen, no. JP. That Bobby Wood, he looks like he's really gassed right now. Yeah, Tony, you said that 20 minutes ago. No, no, ago. listen, listen, JP. Bobby Wood, he looks really tired right now. I think he's really gassed. Um, no, no, listen, JP. I think uh, Tony Miola, who, by the way, looked like he was uh, Bruce Banner, ready to burst out of his suit and become the Incredible Hulk. Kept talking about, like, one thing, which, dude, listen, you said it once. We now notice that Bobby Wood is slow. You can let it go. Like, Dave Sarachan isn't making any substitutions. Just deal with it. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, speaking of Dave Sarachan making no substitutions, that's basically the only thing worth talking about from this game. I'm sorry. Like, this was a meaningless friendly played with out... Christian Pulisic, without Weston McKinney, just throw everybody that you want to see out there. Just just do it. In fact, just play 22 players on our team against 11 Paraguayans. You know, like, just, just do it. What will FIFA do? Keep us out of the World Cup? Well, big whoop. Yeah. You know? Keep us out of the Gold Cup? Oof. Yeah, exactly. We, we can play yeah. the Silver Cup. We'll just invite all the teams that weren't in the Gold Cup. Are there? Um, Aruba, uh, Aruba, why isn't that a soccer chant? Why are we still doing Yankee Doodle? Which, by the way, Aon, because it's a terrible song. American Outlaws carry, you are bad and you should feel bad for all your chants because they're like they did the Yankee Doodle one and it wasn't a really good one, it was just terrible. Like, version of Yankee Doodle. Yeah. It's like, ours isn't that great, but it's okay. Theirs was just horrendous. I mean, I'm sympathetic to the American outlaws that do realize that to teach an entire country and different chapters chants, it's tough. They should travel to Europe in the summer to to watch and learn chants and how how things are done there and how to fight and win. I mean, Uh, hey, at least it would be from... The entire country playing as opposed to the club teams. Tim Ware got five minutes. Uh, Andrea Ngangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangangan
I say you, sir. I think she'd have been more moved watching the United States play in the World Cup. What? Okay, that that I'm just playing a character on the show, guys. I, I was I was being mean. I thought it was very nice. This mom like raised this kid for 20 years and he's now on the pitch. Like it's very nice. Okay, I just I just want to make it clear. Some of the views expressed in this podcast aren't necessarily the views of myself, not Shkait Karnik, but of the character I play on this show. Uh, all the times I've expressed embarrassing things about myself. Total lies. Fake news. Did not happen. So. I mean, everything that I say is a reflection of my beliefs. Yeah, exactly. Um, sure. Whatever you say, Colin. All right, let's move on now to a segment that we call They Don't Call It Soccer. In brackets, some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about yet. One of those places is actually England, which we typically have a segment for by itself. But I think this week, I thought we should treat them just like everybody else because they're not special, the English. Let's decolonize this. Um, Scotland got beat uh, 1-0 by Costa Rica. Um, Marco Arena of LAFC. Aruba, Jamaica, go to Costa Rica, now Tunisia, the Scotland, and they lost one nil. Yeah, yeah, no, no, okay, no, okay, no. It's it, it's really not catching on. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. Um, Francisco Calvo came on um, 78th minute. Um, Calvo played left back in a five man back line. Yeah, important for Minnesota United yep. fans. Also important for Minnesota United fans that he started in the second game. Unfortunately, that game, a loss, a 1-0 loss against Tunisia, where uh, Sunderland player Wahib Khazri scores the winner. Uh, coincidentally, Khazri plays with Brian Oviedo at Sunderland. Oviedo, the man who Calvo replaced in that Scotland game. England! England! Managing to beat Holland, the Dutch, 1-0! Yeah. England. Yeah, I could literally care less. I'm sorry. Well, uh, I, I, have, I have a little story about this game. Okay. So the guy up top for the Dutch was a guy named Basdost or Basdost or whatever pronunciation you you say. Uh, Bas in in India in in Hindi or at least the colloquial like there are a lot of languages that trans or a lot of words that transcend languages in 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 India. Bus is one of them. Bus means like enough or finished or it, but it can also be like happy, like bus, meaning like, yeah, that's it. You know, like, yeah, it feels good or whatever. So, and dost means friends. So saying bus, dost means, okay, all right, we're friends. It's kind of a little bit of an awkward thing, but anytime I see someone say bus, dost, I'm like, bus, dost, like, all right, we're friends. Like, you know, we've decided it now. Like, it's, so it's very funny to me when I see it. And no one seems to ever say this. I feel like there's no one else who, want, who wants to embarrass themselves by admitting to this. Uh, Indian people, that is, when they hear this guy's name. I mean, I, I'm not going to say it just because I, I learned that colloquialism now. There you go. Now now all of you can say it and express it to your friends. Jesse Lingard getting the winner against Holland. Unfortunately, not able to get the winner against Italy, who England tied 1-1. Jamie Vardy getting a goal. Um, but however... Tarkovsky stepping on the foot of Chiesa, who was then awarded a penalty by VAR. Uh, tune in to this week's Football Weekly Extra and any other English football slash soccer show at all in the next four days to hear how VAR is literally Hitler, how that referee from who was actually German is literally Hitler, and how Stalin was the first one who actually invented video review for referees. Because that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I mean... 
aside from the actual flaws within VAR, the English press just cannot grasp the notion that looking back at a play and seeing that you fucked up is a good thing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, English people, but this is another thing that you got wrong. Uh, speaking of things that English people got wrong, it was during the Holland game, or I should say afterwards, that English fans made a spectacle of themselves in in the Netherlands, throwing beer onto people on the canals, um, just generally being hooligans. Horrible, horrible pieces of news coming out. The worst of the English soccer element. Things that you don't see happening in England itself during any league games and certainly not during even games at Wembley. So um, there's a lot to read about this online if you go, and it's just disgusting to see this kind of thing happening. Germany getting beat 1-0 by Brazil, who exacted vengeance. I mean, Germany still advanced on aggregate 7-2. <laughs> like, I, I have to uh, express how, my, my joy at the fact that Nike decided to release the new Brazil kit with a doctored version of a photo from that 7-1 loss at the last World Cup. Who did that? Like, that's the worst. Um, I'm fairly certain that it's the one German guy that works at Nike. And and the one um, Spanish guy that works at Nike, two years from now, will release a picture of a new Argentinian kit with a photo from a game where Spain beat Argentina 6-1 today. Lionel Messi seemingly walking out of the game after the six goal scored. Bold prediction that Nike's going to get the Argentina kid now, by the way. Like, if that happens, I should be asking you for, like, other future investment advice. There you go. I just know everything. I know yeah. the future. Um, France beating Russia 3-1. whoop de doo Go watch Paul Pogba's curler of a free kick. Go watch Cavani for Uruguay scoring a bicycle kick against... Um, forgetting the team now but uh just just go go watch he scored a bunch of goals for Uruguay Edison Cavani is 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 pretty great with that it is now time to stop talking about international friendlies and start talking about conspiracy theories because in the next segment Colin takes a soccer conspiracy theory you know you've been thinking about and make sense of it for you so this week's Reynolds wrap up um we're actually Going a bit outside of the world of soccer, um, instead of talking about one of the most important stories of the day, who the fuck bit Beyonce? Now, Notch, I don't know if you've been following this. Tiffany Haddish, in an interview, talked about getting invited to one of Beyonce's parties, and apparently somebody bit Beyonce on the cheek. We're not entirely sure who it is. However, I am going to toss a little bit of shade Tiffany Haddish's way because I do have a credible theory about this. Tiffany Haddish in that same interview also extolled the virtues of drinking turpentine. So I'm not necessarily sure that she is the most credible of raconteurs about this story, specifically when she was talking about Beyonce saying, no, no, it's cool. She ain't She ain't even drunk. She's on drugs, whatever. I'm pretty sure that Tiffany Haddish misheard the gender on that. Observe, 
Tiffany Haddish's Instagram notes that the party likely happened on or around December 22nd of 2017, which just so happens to be the very first day of break for Spain's La Liga. Mm. So guess who would be just free to roam about, possibly be going to a late night party in Los Angeles after a lengthy flight from Spain? Who? Luis Suarez. Oh, no. Now, when Haddish was saying, Beyonce said, oh, she's on something. She's like, this bitch crazy. No, no. That's Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez is more than capable of biting anyone he comes into contact with. In fact, that is what he believes to be just a standard greeting. What happened there? Who bit Beyonce? It's Luis Suarez. It's always Luis Suarez wow. if it involves teeth marks. Oh, jeez. This time he doesn't even have chicken Chiellini as, like, a confusion available to him. I mean, like... Oh, man. That's... that's I, yeah. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Um, and, and, by the way, Tiffany, uh, you don't have worms. You don't need to be drinking that turpentine shit. Like, just, mm-hmm. just stick to, like, wine or cognac or something i don't know turpentine hmm well all right you heard it here first folks don't uh stay 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 tuned for more next week when caleb should i think be back right he's he's not gonna be gone that long um not, it maybe the wall gets built really quickly and he's stranded fake I don't know. news he will return he will come back everyone tells me people say he's coming back Okay, so uh, if, if people want to find you on Twitter, Colin, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at The Attachments. Um, hopefully, I will have some even more sharp insights about uh, Minnesota United's game against Atlanta next Saturday, because hopefully I'll have glasses by then. Caleb can be found at KOLSON716. You can find me at TW United Fans. Want to thank Tectonics for allowing us to use their track Lustless as our intro and outro music. Check them out on Bandcamp. As always, please leave us a iTunes review and please let your friends know about this podcast. We love having new listeners. You can find this podcast and find podcast providers everywhere and at 55.1. With that, we bid you adieu. We shall return next week with Caleb. Bye-bye. Use condoms. Don't know where to start.